irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to another Sunday night of Max and Friends. How are you all holding up? Well, I hope you're all doing well. I trust that you're all doing well. As for me and my house, <laughs> we're doing well. Thank you for all of your messages on Twitter and Instagram at Max Tucci. I appreciate them all. And I'll get back to you all as soon as I can. You know, um, I'm in Florida now, so it's a bit challenging being here now. But I feel challenges in the air for a lot of you. So remember this, that if you're going through hell, don't stop. <laughs> and really just be in the present moment and let the power of music help you through times like that we're in right now. You know, music is always a big part of my life and my show, as you know, for the 12 years that I've been here. I love music. I love having artists come on the show. I love playing their songs. I love meeting new artists and the power, I call it the power of music, the power of entertainment and the power of voice. And all three of those are combined with my guest tonight, Ashley Amber, who I originally met when I was on a celebrity cruise cruise. <laughs> uh, last November, we were traveling on the edge and it's one of my favorite ships. It's a beautiful ship and we had like the best time. And we were just doing our thing, minding our business one night. And there were other acts on the ship that were like, you know, they were fun, but they didn't move me. And then I went to this one show that everyone was like, oh, you have to go see Ashley Amber. And I'm like, all right, we're going to go. And then I heard again, you have to go see Ashley Amber. And then a friend of mine works on the ship, Darren, and he's like, you need to go hear Ashley Amber. So I'm like, all right, third time. Now there's a confirmation. We have to go see Ashley Amber. And we did that. And there was a tribute to Whitney Houston and the storytelling combined with the voice had me in awe. I am like, Ashley Amber is amazing. And life took us to this present moment right now, months later, July, and Ashley is like in the prime of her life, I think, and from viewing her, she's recording, she was in Nashville, she's like tearing it up there, doing her thing in the ruckus room. And to let you know who Ashley is, she is the top headliner for the critically acclaimed $1.2 billion industry of Celebrity Edge. Ashley Amber is leaving behind the packed houses of the high seas with audience totaling over 100,000 annually to bring her own music to her fans. Now collaborating with one of Nashville's hottest producers, Grammy and Emmy Award winner, Jamie Tate and The Ruckus Room to become the first black female country star to hit top 40 and beyond. Well, let me tell you something. Ashley does her thing. Authentic, real, true, stylish, composed, beautiful, and a voice. Let me tell you, when she did the Whitney Houston tribute, you know, and here's the thing. There's Whitney Houston tributes where people try to be Whitney Houston. That's not Ashley. Ashley is Ashley, and she's doing her thing, and she's doing her voice. So right now, welcome to Max and Friends, my guest, Ashley Amber. How are you, Ashley? Hi, Max. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm, you know, hanging in there. That Today, I feel like I'm hanging in there <laughs> with everything that's happening. But yeah. how... It, 
how let's first get into the genesis of Ashley Amber because you're a beautiful storyteller. And that was one of the things that captivated me at your show when we were on the edge was not only your voice, but your storytelling. So tell us about Ashley Amber and the genesis of Ashley Amber. Well, um, I am from Thornton, Colorado, and uh, which is just outside of Denver. For anybody who doesn't know where that is, it's one of the suburbs. And I started singing when I was when I was six, and it's just something. Music has just always been a part of my life, and something I've always, always wanted to do. And um, even though my family was really active in sports and things like that, it's just you know. Music feeds the soul, just like you said, how you love music mm. and how important music is. And and basically, it just became a part of my life. And then um, through some struggles and some uh, and a loss, you know, it, it became more and more a part of my life to help me kind of grieve and help me get through difficult times. And basically, you know, fast forward a few years into my adulthood, I, start, I discovered um, musical theater and I discovered stage performing, which is how I learned how to tell stories. So um, for anybody who isn't a fan of musical theater, I mean, you have to be a talented singer as well as an, an actor and be able to, you know, carry these beautiful storylines. And, you know, fast forward a few years after that, I discovered um, cruise ships, which is kind of an unlikely place for <laughs> a lot of performers because people don't realize how massive the cruise industry is and how many performers it houses. And um, I was able to do that, which is, much more review style. You just, you sing and very concert style, lots of choreography. And then I discovered uh, headliners and uh, headliners are these amazing, talented performers who fly onto the ship, fly off, and they do these beautiful shows that they do a hundred percent themselves. And it's something I really wanted. And so I decided to put a show together, which is the show that you saw, which is my celebration to Whitney Houston. And uh, it took me about uh, two and a half years um to get the job that you saw me doing and uh i just basically incorporated all of my musical theater stage experience and storytelling and um just my own personality and my own performance experience to make the show that you saw which is um i will always love you i will always love you because that show really it just opened (laughs) up like we were on this cruise you know and i really don't go on cruises this was like the first one I think I've been on in 20 something years. So I didn't know, I didn't have any expectations. I was just like, it's all going to unfold naturally. The ship was beautiful. All the appointments were beautiful. I mean, the way that it's done, Nate Burkus and his team did an amazing job. And then again, you know, it was like, okay, I don't really want to go see Axe on the ship. And then everyone was saying, no, 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 you have to see Ashley Amber. And then when we were there, we were blown away. Now you were telling, telling story, you know, you were telling your story during um, this beautiful concert. And I remember there was the tragedy in your family that really brought your voice, I think, to to be able to grace us all. So let's get a little bit into that because I know that other people who are listening tonight who are you know, thinking of their loved ones who may no longer be here and a passion that they have, they might not want to do it. So what do you say to encourage people not to give up in this career and to keep going? Tell us a little bit about your story that made you say, I'm going to do this. Well, um, yeah, obviously, you know, we all face struggles and, you know, we all experience loss. And when I was 11, my dad got really sick and um, it was something that was really unexpected. 
he was perfectly mm. fine and uh, went in for uh, to the doctor finally, and they diagnosed him with a lung infection. And then four days later, he collapsed and mm. um, suffered from a massive heart attack, which was later diagnosed as cardiomyopathy, which in short is a virus that attacks the wall of your heart, causes it to enlarge, and and causes you to have a heart attack. There's really no cure for it. I mean, um, basically, your heart is sick, and the only way to um, there's medication and stuff now, um, but really the only way to, I guess, cure it is to get a heart transplant. But because he was misdiagnosed, that wasn't an option. And then um, after that, he was in the hospital for 11 months. And, um, you know, it was, my mom was a fighter and um, she she was, she was there um, taking care of him. Obviously he, he couldn't move. He couldn't talk. He was trached. Um, he was he was um, completely para, uh, paralyzed. Um, so it was a very very difficult time. And um, when you're on the verge of you know becoming a teenager, um, mm-hmm. it's just a very difficult time just in general without having to deal with um, you know a sudden trauma in the family. And um, basically, I just I just you know, emerged myself into music and into singing. And, and that's, and I, again, we grew up listening to music and I started singing when I was six actually, but mm-hmm. um, that's when I really, really started to do it like full time. And that's when I discovered Whitney and, and she really, her, her music and her voice just, just helped me get through that time. She helped me heal. And I still use all of that today you know, fast forward many years, I don't want to age myself, but <laughs> fast forward many years. And, um, you know, I still use her and I still use music to speak to people. So anybody who's out there going through a hard time, um, you know, loss is something that is natural. It's, it's the way of life. You know, as, as children, um, we're, we are meant to bury our parents, but that doesn't make it any easier. And, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of people that have had to say goodbye to loved ones um, unexpectedly mm-hmm. and sooner than they should have had to because of the current situation that the world is in right now. So all I can say is that no matter what I say, it's not going to make it easier because you are meant to be hurting, but they want us to succeed and they want you to fight for your dreams mm-hmm. and they would be here, you know, and realize if they could cheering you on. So just know that wherever they are, they are cheering you on and, you know, they can't be here. So it's kind of up to us to, to, to live our lives to the fullest because they can't live theirs. So that's really how I look at, um, loss and, and just keep fighting and pushing as long as you're happy and, and, and you're, you're doing what you love. I mean, you really can't go wrong. Mm. You know, I share that because my father passed when I was eight years old. And, um, you know, again, it was that that loss, that sudden loss and that void of like, what just happened? You know, we don't really fully understand it, but we get that they're no longer there. And I think so many people are going through that right now. And from, you know, being in that club where I had to lose a parent at a young age, you know, to say it gets better still hurts, you know, but the joy of from my perspective was that my father's death gave me my life and he wanted me to be in the restaurant industry, <laughs> which was not really my passion. And so, right. you know, it's kind of like he released that from me. And then it was years later that I discovered like, thank you. You know, I wasn't angry at him anymore for dying when I was, you know, a child. I was like, I get it. Like you gave me my life. And, you know, like you, I know that 
wherever they are, their their joy that they have for us, the energy that they give us, I think, helps us to to continue and succeed. And there was an interesting story I remember you telling us um, in the concert when you were in the car. And I don't remember it fully because this was like in November and so much has happened since. But <laughs> what was that moment in the car when you were singing? Is Am I making that up or is this something that I remember correctly? No, I, I'm very impressed with your memory. <laughs> um, that's, that's really impressive that you remember. Well, here's why. Because... I felt you like I didn't just hear you. I felt you when you were like telling about the loss of your father. And I was like, shit, like I went through that, too. And that like sucks. And to be able to be on stage and talk about it, you know, I was like, yes, like I love that you you you've brought his legacy into your show. And I think that was beautiful. So that's what made me really remember you. So tell us the, the car story. Yeah, so um, the car story, when I was six, I was in the back seat with my mom and dad, and um, the radio was on, and again, we loved music, and I was in the back seat, and I was just singing along to the radio, and there was a particular song on that I just loved. It had a great hook, a great chorus, and I just loved, loved, loved singing it, so I'm in the back seat singing along, and the song that I'm singing, if there's like um, some you know, 90s R&B fans <laughs> that I listening to. It went a little, um, it was, um, uh, hey, Mr. DJ, we can get this started. Everybody's ready to party all night, all night. So, um, so that was always on. And I was, I, I was just singing and my dad, he actually turned off the radio. And because I was, I was just in my own world, I just kept singing along. And he turned the radio back on in about 30 seconds. Uh, later or something like that and I was in the same exact place as a song and still in the same key and so he then like turns the radio down and you know looks in the rear mirror and is like did you know you could sing and I was of course <laughs> being like uh-huh of course I know I can sing <laughs> and that's kind of how the singing bug really really started I mean I was already feeling it I mean I was listening you know I have pictures of me when I'm three four years old with giant you know, headphones on listening to the record player. So music has always been something that I loved. But when I was six, that's about when I started singing to everything. And I got my first, you know, later when I was a little bit older, I got my first Walkman with those, uh, with my uh, cassette tape and those really terrible headphones. And I would just sing out loud to everything, not being able to hear it because of course had the music in my ear. And my family would just they would get so mad at me, my brothers and sisters, because they're like, can you just stop for like five minutes? And uh, they don't do that anymore because now music is my life. And, they're and now they're like friends. on cruises with you going to watch you. Right. <laughs> so it's changed a little bit. But yeah, that's 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 how I started. Is And my dad was always supportive and always very encouraging. And he was very encouraging to all of us. Um, I'm one of four. And um, he coached us in sports and he was very active in our lives. And um, he always supported us and always wanted us to be successful, which is one of the reasons why we, we lived in the suburbs of Colorado to begin with, because he just didn't want us to grow up how he grew up. He wanted us to have more opportunities than he had. And um, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. And I took that. And then when he passed, then I really took that. And, and that's one of the biggest fires that I have um, today in pursuing my career and continuing to perform and to share my voice and, and to share music with you know the world. 
Well, we're going to share some of your music here tonight on Max and Friends. If you're tuning in, my guest is Ashley Amber, the divine Ashley Amber. I met her on the celebrity cruise, The Edge, or Edge, when we were in on the cruise in November. And, you know, it just worked out now that you're on the show. So let's talk about Almost Love. Set it up for me. Ronan, I want to play this after um, Ashley sets Ashley Amber sets it up. So tell us about Almost Love, because now you're going into, this is like a new single, isn't it? Yeah, um, yes, I just released it a little over six months ago, and uh, the response has just been incredible. It's been amazing, and um, it's it's country pop for those of you out there. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. I want we're going to talk yeah. big time about country pop <laughs> and how you're shattering Absolutely. the ceiling of country pop. So totally, that's yes, I'm yes. like I'm looking forward to to continuing our conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. So this song um, was produced uh, just like you uh, talked about in, in my intro. It's produced by Jamie Tate. He is an Emmy and Grammy award-winning producer, engineer, mixer. Um, he's very well known in Nashville. He's worked with all of the top artists. I mean, Carrie Underwood, Taylor Swift, um, Justin Moore, just all kinds of amazing country artists. And uh, basically, my manager made a phone call to him and he looked me up online and was like, yes, I want to meet her. I flew in for just one day to Nashville in between um, ship contracts that I was performing. I met with him and right there on the spot, he was like, I want to work with you. And fast forward a couple months, I recorded my very first song, my very first single, which is this song right here, Almost Love. And it was written by Billy Montana and the beautiful girls of Runaway June. Um, Runaway June is a very current um, country trio that's out right now. And this song is basically about a summer relationship, maybe like a fling, where it was amazing. You fell in love and you had these beautiful memories, but you just knew it wasn't going to work out. It was almost there, but not quite. But regardless that it didn't work out, you still wish each other the best and have beautiful memories. So that's what this song is about. And it's called Almost Love, my very first country pop single. I love it. Breaking boundaries here on Max and Friends, Ashley Amber, Almost Love. Stay tuned. We'll be right back because we have so much more to talk about. Ronan, Almost Love.
Philly Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. That was Ashley Amber, the song Almost Love. Girl, you were in my head because I felt like that was one of my songs back in my summer days. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you. I love that song so much. And I bet so many people are feeling that too because it's like the tip of the summer. If they just met somebody and now they can't see them because there's lockdown, you're like, shoot, it was almost love. (laughs) Almost love. Right? (laughs) Now, and those are always good. You know, those almost loves are good memories. You aren't they? Absolutely. Now, Man, this came from right. obviously an ex- this came from an experience, I would imagine. <laughs> always comes from experience. And yeah. uh, when I yeah, when I heard the demo to a song, there's somebody that I thought of immediately, uh, which is why I knew that I wanted to record it because it was as if I wrote the song myself. Yeah. Always, right? You can feel the connection. No, it was beautiful. But, you know, let's talk about the industry and let's talk about music, but let's talk about in specific country music because there is such a lack of uh, diversity and also just a lack of representation. It's a male-dominated industry country. And pop country, you know, now it's like this new genre. You're breaking the ceilings. How is it to be a woman in the industry of country music? (laughs) It's very interesting. <laughs> um, being a woman just in the industry in general, um, in almost any industry, is, is very interesting because most industries are very male-dominated. Um, but the country genre specifically, uh, men make up 89% of radio play in country music, mm-hmm. which means women only make up 11% of radio play, which is um, pretty shocking. When you when you look at it that way, if you look at the you know Spotify's top playlist, they'll have you know 50 songs or so, and maybe only you know six female artists will actually be represented on out of 50 songs. So you wow. can just see that um, the numbers are are drastically different. And on top of that, if you then add um, race into the mix, uh, black women. Um, and just mm-hmm. women of color in general make up zero percent of that radio play. Um, for now, there's, there's that's no, changing. For now, for now, yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> very drastically changing. And um, it's it's been very hard for women of color to to make a name within the country genre. It's not that women haven't tried. Um, you know, I have an interview with incredible woman Reese Palmer um, coming up this coming week, and she was actually the second female um, black country artist to chart on the country charts. And that was a long time ago. And she charted at 57. That's what she peaked at. Um, But Mm. no black female has been able to break the top 40. And currently right now, there's only one that I know of. There's only one black female country artist that's signed to a major label. And her name is Mickey Guyton and she's incredible. And um, she, she has been doing some amazing things, but you know, even she has been unable to break into the top 40, um, which is, which is shocking because, you know, we're in 2020 getting closer to 2021 and, you know, country music also looks like me. And for those of you who can't see me, I am a curvy, sassy, you know, black woman with a giant mohawk. Uh, like Frohawk. <laughs> so um, I, I grew up listening to country. And so that's kind of what this movement is. And um, it's just showing people that, you know, we, we shouldn't just keep putting people in stereotypes. We should allow people to just be who they are. Mm-hmm. And, and celebrate people for being who they are. 
Exactly. You know, yes. Listen, I have a house in Colorado in Boulder. So it's, you know, Boulder is like the, the united circle of Boulder. But um, the Rocky yeah. Mountain energy <laughs> is beautiful. You know, there's such a beautiful yes. energy in Colorado. And um, I can see, you know, I can see why the energy of Colorado has brought you into into this beautiful i love country music and when i'm in colorado i love it even more you know it just feels good to be in the mountains listening to country music but how does it feel being the first black female country star to hit top 40 and beyond well that is currently what we're working on so i haven't hit it quite yet that's what we're that's look we're prophesizing here tonight That's that's what we're trying to do, but um, okay, honestly, it's happening. It's amazing, it's happening. the The country industry is is changing, just like you said. Pop music, pop country, or country pop, however you want to um, classify it, mm. is kind of a, its own genre of music now. And you have so much crossover um, that we saw with Little Nas X, and you know the now the longest running single of all time, which is um, you know a country country road. Um, and, you know, we're seeing these huge changes and you're seeing artists like Kane Brown, who is a, um, a black male who has these massive crossovers mm-hmm. with Becky G, who's known a uh, huge in the Latina community. Um, she's, she's very famous in that community and she, they're doing crossover songs that are country, you know, pop crossover. So it's, it's really cool to see Diplo and Marshmallow, all these amazing, you know, hip hop or, you know, pop, um, producers, you know, crossing over into the country genre. So it's really, really changing. And, and I'm just, you know, coming into that genre and making a name for myself. And it's, it's beautiful to see so many people open, but it's also frustrating because, you know, the people who are at the top, top, they're really the ones that have to, um, you know, make, make the change because as much as mm-hmm. we fight, fight and fight, if they don't put us on the radio, if they don't, you know, give us the same opportunities, it's going to continue to be a, 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 yeah. a very hard uphill battle. Yeah. It's, you know, it's clickish and the click needs to break. It's time now like to celebrate everyone and music in general and everyone in general, you know, um, I love it. And I love the fact that you're working on your full, your first full length album. So when yes. is that going to be launching? Let's talk about that. Uh, that's going to be, we, I, uh, re- originally we wanted to release later this year, but due to, um, obviously the current, uh, global pandemic, um, some things have been pushed out. So we're going to release it at the top of next year, just because, so we can mm-hmm. follow it with like touring and, um, live performances. So we're just going to wait to push it back just a little bit. Um, but yeah, you guys can, you know, look for that, um, I guess within the next, you know, eight months or so. Um, it's already over halfway finished and um, I'm really, 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 really excited about it. There's some really great um, songs on there, some great songwriters that I've gotten to work up. And I also have some uh, songs that I've co-written on the album as well. So awesome. it's really, really exciting and a dream come true, honestly. Well, you know, speaking of looking for, how can our listeners find you? Where can they find you? Um. I've, all you have to do is just type in my name, uh, Ashley <laughs> Amber, but my name is a little different, y'all. It's A-S-H-L-I-E, Amber, and you can type that name in and you can pretty much, you can find me anywhere. So Ashley Amber, all of my music is on 
Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Tidal, all of your favorite streaming platforms you can find Almost Love, as well as my um, second single, which is called My Revenge. Uh, which We're going to play that here. Yeah. We are so playing that here. I like. I just want to hang hey. out with you for the rest of the night. But you know, let me ask you a question because yeah. you're saying like next year you're going on tour. Is that going? Like, I mean, right now we don't know when we're going to be on cruises again. So right. when that picks up, like, are you still going to be entertaining on Celebrity? Are you going to just solely now go into uh, being on tour? What do you feel is in your in your future? Um, my future is. A, a full transition out of cruise ships and, and doing um, my amazing show, which is, you know, celebrating Whitney, but um, transitioning out of covers and 100% focusing on original music and um, getting to be my own artist and hopefully one day have somebody perform a tribute show about me. That's, that's yeah. So the only way to do that is to, you know, step back from that and to really just focus and go full steam ahead with my own music. You know, and the way for that to happen is to have our listeners here tonight support you. So if you're tuning in right now, yeah. my guest is Ashley Amber. Please go find her, follow her, love her, spread the word, pop country music. And let me tell you, if you if you haven't looked her up already, and if you haven't seen the picture at Max Tucci on my Instagram or on my Twitter, look her up because you are going to fall in love with Ashley Amber. You know, <laughs> speaking of Diva, we have to go there because you were performing that night that I saw you in these heels and afterwards when we spoke after i was like how did you do it like <laughs> how how do you do it in those shoes because i remember those shoes in particular gave you a little bit of issue so how are you able to to just be so poised with the stage rising and i mean that was like an incredible stage too so let's talk about that oh the edge experience <laughs> yeah um you know i think Women in general, some most times we make heels look extremely easy, uh, mm -hmm. but most time we're like, I cannot wait to get home. I can't wait to get in the car. These shoes are the first thing that's coming off, like between and my shoes my and feet. bras, like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Those are the first things that come off, and um, you know, performing on stage with with, with heels is is difficult, especially when you're trying to be centered and trying to have good breast support and, you know, your heels can, you know, you have to, um, your balance is shifted when you're wearing heels and stuff like that. So it's a skill that, you know, women just kind of develop over time. The more you wear heels, the easier it is. And when you're in a show like that, when I'm in my moment, when I'm on stage in front of, you know, thousands of people, uh, you're, you know, you just go into performance mode and that adrenaline mm -hmm. kicks in. And, you know, I've had moments where I've literally fallen off the stage and not a graceful fall at all and couldn't <laughs> feel a thing because I was just so, there was so much adrenaline that I just yeah. got back up and just kept going. And um, so that's kind of happens with heels and stuff like that. And on the edge, you know, that is a beautiful ship. Like you mentioned, it's a $1.2 billion ship. It's definitely cutting edge. And the theater is a dream um, for any performer to want to um, get to get the opportunity to perform in because it has the the whole backdrop is you know all projection and LED screens and um, you know you have all this automation on the stage with the lifts moving and and spinning and it's it's absolutely beautiful top of the line sound system. It's honestly it really it doesn't get a whole lot better than that <laughs> and your musicians the yeah, musicians were unbelievable yes yes 
It's um, it's honestly a dream come true. And for Celebrity Cruises to give me a residency on board their brand new ship and the opportunity to open their brand new ship is, um, you know, I was the first, you know, female headliner to have a residency on board Celebrity Cruises. So it's, 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 it's almost surreal and I'm just so thankful for all of the opportunities that they have given me and so thankful because all of those things have led me to where I am today and this opportunity that I have within the pop country genre. So I'm just so thankful and so blessed and just happy to do what I love. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and that shows because it's a passion and you feel passion, you know, you can see how you enjoy doing it. So let's talk about my revenge. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people that have some revenge for the, <laughs> for a lot of people out there. <laughs> so what is your revenge? What is my revenge about? Set us up for it. Oh, my revenge. And I do have to go in a little bit of a backstory because this is how I knew I was exactly where I was meant to be. So my revenge, I again was pitched and um, it was actually, I. so before I go into how it's connected, when I heard this song, I listened to it for about 30 seconds. And within 30 seconds, I knew that I was going to record this song. I, of course, finished the entire song and, of course, was even more excited to record it. And I was like, I have to record this song. And so I went into the studio and recorded this song and we did all the production. I do my vocals, we do all the stuff. And then I get the, um, the mix back and my producer, Jamie, he's like, by the way, I'm going to send this off to the songwriters, like blah, blah, blah. It's just kind of standard to let them know like what we did to, you know, their, their original vision. And so he sends it off to the songwriters and one of the songwriters for, um, my revenge, uh, messages me on Instagram. One of the things I love about technology is you can just pretty much find anybody and get a hold of them right away, especially if you're an artist. And so um, she messaged me on Instagram and she gave me this whole backstory of the song, which of course I had no idea when I recorded this. And it turns out that this song was co-written by Amy Foster, which is David Foster's daughter. And if anybody knows David Foster, everybody knows that David Foster is who produced Whitney Houston and the Everybody. Bodyguard. Everybody. <laughs> yes. And you know what? Have you seen the documentary now on Netflix about him? Um, actually, it's on my list. I just got done watching. Girl, don't walk. So run I, to your sofa. <laughs> <laughs> you I have know, to watch it's it. On my list. Yeah, it's on my list. I actually. Um, I was going to try to get to it yesterday, but I'll definitely get to it later today. Yes, um, yes. But yeah, he's absolutely incredible. And so on the demo that I listened to of this song, it's actually David Foster playing the piano on the demo that I listened to. And it was recorded in his studio since his daughter wrote it. And I, I didn't realize until after I recorded this song that there was that close of a connection to Whitney Houston, who is my biggest idol. And when I found that out, I just knew that I was doing exactly what I needed to do because of all genres of music. How is it that this song is directly connected with Whitney and country <laughs> and country right? music? So it was really, really exciting. And this song, you guys, it's about my revenge is basically this is about a breakup, a, a difficult time. And basically what the song is saying is that my revenge to to the person that broke my heart or the person that I decided to leave is that I'm going to be just fine without you. 
I am going to see you one day. I'm going to cross paths and I'm going to smile because my life is great and I have moved on and I'm going to continue to do the things that make me happy and I'm not going to let you affect me anymore. And that's my revenge. And that can be used to to many situations. My revenge to losing my job is, you know what? that's fine. I'm going to go off and I'm going to get a better opportunity. Or you said no to me at this record label. My revenge to you is this record label is going to say yes. And I'm going to be the Mm. biggest country star on the planet and you're going to miss out. And so that's kind of what this song is. So you can put it into any situation. And that's what my revenge is. Yes. You know, and it's so true because I, I always look at the positive too. When like, if you break up with someone, you need to thank that person because they've now allowed you to be with who you're supposed to be. And that can go for anything, exactly. job, work, anything, record label, book publisher. You know, I've been like, I think we're now we're almost in like 13 or 14 years of writing this book about my family's restaurant and a <laughs> publisher picked this up. And it's like all of those no's. I'm like, I am where I am right now is exactly where I'm supposed to be. We're going to play my revenge okay. in just a moment, but I've got to give you like two more Whitney connections for you. Okay. Okay. So yeah. two weeks ago or three, I, the illusion of time, Ashley Amber is, I don't even know anymore. So I think maybe two weeks ago, <laughs> if not three, Whitney's nephew was on Max and Friends, Gary Houston. So he was oh, just wow. on. I'll send you the link to the show, you know, because we talked about how yes. it is to grow up with the aunt, Whitney Houston, and also Cece, and I mean, just everybody in the family. So he's starting an awesome music career right now. And my auntie Nikki is best friends with Clive Davis. And she just spent, I think, 18 oh. weeks with him in quarantine in Palm Springs. And they rented Leonardo DiCaprio's house or something. So oh there's God, even <laughs> the, the quilt is just like being woven more. So I'm tagging Clive. I'm tagging Nikki in Instagram. Nikki, listen to the show tonight. I'm calling you after. I'm going to call you in a minute, Nikki. But I want you um, <laughs> to call Clive and have him listen to the archive of the show. Okay, I'm putting it on air. Because oh. you know what? Sometimes, yeah. actually, I'm going to make, you know, if you put it on air, then people feel kind of like they have to do it. <laughs> of course. Of so, course. Yes. I love so, that. all right. Let's get my revenge. We're going to talk a little bit more after the song. And right now on Max and Friends, My Revenge by Ashley Amber. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm your host, Max Tucci for Max and Friends. So I woke up and here's the thing My empty bed didn't feel too big It didn't even cross my mind to stay there Put on a song that wasn't sad And I replayed the night I had us girls We sure know how to get in trouble Cause I go where I wanna go Cause I don't even care if you know And that's my revenge That I'm happy again That I can go for days on end Without thinking about you And I'm sure that when I see you out again I'll be fine and I'll say hi without a thing to I stopped thinking about what might have been And that's my revenge It's true at times there's things I miss But there's too much water underneath that bridge And 
Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. That was the divine Ashley Amber, My Revenge. Did y'all feel that song? Tweet me at Max Tucci, Instagram me at Max Tucci, and Instagram Ashley Amber at Ashley Amber. Ashley Amber, what does the power of music mean to you? Oh, wow. That's a, <laughs> that's a good one. The power of music is it's, it's healing, it's soothing, and when I listen to a good song, it, it, it allows us to communicate things that we sometimes can't communicate ourselves. It can be very difficult to express our feelings or to ex- express how we feel about a certain situation or, or uh, a relationship. And music has that power. I don't, I don't know if I'm sure you've had it happen to where a song has come up on the radio or maybe a playlist or something. And it, describes exactly how you're feeling at that moment or reminds you exactly how you felt 10 years ago. And, and that's something that only music can do. And music also is the only thing that can unite us as, as a world. Music is, is colorless and um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Most people have heard, I will always love you, whether they speak you know, whether they're from America or whether in, whether they're in mm-hmm. Japan and don't speak any English, but they know every single word to that song. And that's so powerful. And music is one of the only things that can actually do that. And so to me, it's just beautiful. And it's beautiful to be able to be a part of this incredible, incredible gift. Mm. And, you know, you speaking of I Will Always Love You, again, I'm going back to the, the documentary with David Foster. They talk about the intro, the acapella intro of that song. And what I learned and what you will learn is who the person is responsible for that. And it will blow your mind. I'm not going to give it up. <laughs> so you have to watch it. But you, it will blow. Yeah, <laughs> it will blow your mind. Um, OK, yes. so speaking of the power of music, what does the power of entertainment mean to you? Because well, we're all lacking it and missing it right now. You know, <laughs> I'm totally missing the power of entertainment. <laughs> It is people. People don't realize how powerful um, entertainment is. And again, um, when you see a show live, whether it's musical theater, whether it's a concert, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, live performances allow an escape, an, es- mm. an escape from reality, which everybody needs sometimes, especially right now. People just need an ex- an escape from all the craziness that's going on. And that's what entertainment provides. When you go see a show, you and you immerse yourself into that experience, you forget about whatever else is going on in your life for that hour and a half, two hours, three hours, however long you're there, you completely forget about that. And that is an amazing gift to allow people to just relax and to allow people to turn their brains off and to just enjoy this incredible art of people who are giving their sweat, their tears, and their their livelihood in person. And, and that's what's so beautiful about entertainment. And that's why we need it. Mm-hmm. Because I, I've had so many people that have messaged me after a show that has said, you've saved my life. And mm. you, you know what? Like, 
for somebody to say that to you is you're speechless. There's, I, I remember the first time that happened, I didn't know what to respond. I didn't know yeah. what to say back. It took me a couple of days to respond because I was like, I, I don't know what to say. And that is a incredible gift and a, a, the power of entertainment that it, people will be like, Oh, well, it's not brain surgery or it's not this, but it saves people's lives. Music saves people's lives. It, it allows them to be, it makes them feel like they're hurt or somebody else is feeling their pain or going what they're going through, whether it's good or bad. And that's why entertainment is so important. It is yeah. vital to our society. Yes. Now, who are some of the people that inspired you to become a singer and that said, you know what, this is going to be my livelihood? <laughs> well, obviously, better many times, Miss Whitney. Um, but I've been influenced by so many people. Um, I absolutely love, love, love Leanne Rhymes. I love Dolly Parton. Um, I I grew up listening to, you know, a lot of 90s R&B and a lot of 90s, 2000 um, country pop. And so there's so many people within that genre. And there's so many people now that I look up to, like Jennifer Hudson and, um, you know, Jesse J and uh, Tori Kelly and Carrie Underwood and Marin Morris. I mean, there's so many, so many powerhouses. And I guess I went a little girl heavy right there. <laughs> but I do love like, Girl power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do love, uh, there's lots of male uh, stars out there too, but I, I definitely am all about girl power. And um, I'm a huge, huge fan of Lady Gaga and Taylor Swift and, and all of them for different reasons, because I just think all of the, those women are just absolutely incredible and they all stand for different things and they've all changed the industry in some way, which is an extremely difficult thing to do in today's time because the industry is very flooded. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, all of those people have inspired me to um, continue to keep fighting and to, you know, pursue what I'm doing now. Beautiful. Now, we were talking about the power of music, the power of entertainment. What does the power of voice mean to you? Oh, man. <laughs> the power of voice, um, it's an incredible thing. And again, the entertainment industry has a lot of power of people's voices. Um, have you watched the Taylor Swift documentary? I that on is on my list. So we're, you're gonna watch okay. for David, and I'm gonna watch Taylor. Well, perfect. <laughs> then we'll message in between. Okay. <laughs> um, so in the Taylor Swift documentary, um, she's she's kind of struggling because she's um, she's becoming a woman. She's entering her 30s. You know, she just won. You know, a performer of the decade, which is incredible because I think she's only 29 on the verge of turning 30 when she won that award, um, which is just absolutely crazy and but she talks about how her entire career she's been told not to really use her voice so if anybody mm -hmm. asked her about politics or anything like that she just doesn't say anything there's even interviews where she's like oh i don't think people want to hear me talk about that i think just people want me to sing you know um yeah which is which is sad but because she's becoming a woman and she's um an adult now and she's finding her own voice She's starting to speak up and the power of her voice, because I don't know, she has like 120 million followers on, um, on Instagram. She um, posted about the elections and I don't want to get into politics or anything like that, but she voiced her opinion about what she stood for as far as why mm -hmm. this person shouldn't be elected and this and this and that. And, and one day after she, after she made this tweet, she made this post on Instagram and within 24 hours, 
over 50,000 people in the state mm-hmm. of Tennessee registered to vote. Yeah. It was a record that's number. That's the power of voice. That's the power of voice. And that's the power that the entertainment industry has. And, and, and anybody that's on a major platform, and even on a small, small platform, mm-hmm. you have a voice. What you have to say is important. And um, I'm sorry, I was getting a call. Uh, what you have to say is important, and and what you have um, to do is just just to speak your mind. And as long as it comes from love, yeah. and it, as long as you you know um, it comes from a good and honest place, people will listen, and people need they to will. listen. Uh, people need to be encouraged that their voice matters. So by Beautiful. you sharing your voice, they feel like their voice matters. So, yeah. You know, I was going to ask you, what do you want to, uh, people to take with them to this week? And that was perfect because the power of the illusion of time is upon us. And I have to wrap this up super duper fast. So we have like oh. 45 seconds. <laughs> That's why I'm rushing because <laughs> I could just spend the whole next hour with you. But I'm going to ask you this question. <laughs> if your father was here right now, what would he say to you? And how would you want him to feel towards what you the decisions you made in your life? What do you think he would tell you right now? And he would tell me that he's proud and that to keep pushing and keep fighting and continue to be that voice and the inspiration for the future little girl that looks just like me, who doesn't feel like she's good enough or she has a voice or she's pretty enough just because of the way she was born. And, and he would be proud that I am fighting for that and proud that that's what I stand for. Beautiful. I'm proud of you. I'm grateful that you're here tonight. There's two other names I have to mention that I'm going to hook you up with. One is Thomas Hibner. He's a beautiful songwriter. I think he's in Asheville now, and he wrote a beautiful song that you mean so much to me. And also, I Coffee Jr., a good friend of mine, my 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 buddy Sandy Coffee's brother. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do the power of social media and put you all together. Everyone, I'm your host Max Tucci for Max and Friends. My guest. Ashley Amber, follow her at Ashley Amber. Follow me at Max Tucci. What I want you to all take with you into this week is love yourself. Right now, there's just so much confusion in this world. I feel you. I hear you. I see you. You matter. Love yourself. I love you. I know there's challenging times. I know you're confused, but there's only one way to eradicate confusion, and that's through love. So give yourself the love that you deserve. I love you all for tuning in. I'm your host, Max Tucci. We're going to play a special song right now that's going to lead us out into the rest of the night. And it's my cousin, Nino Pinelli. I put a spell on you. I'm your host, Max Tucci, for Max and Friends every Sunday night on LA Talk Radio and beyond. We're everywhere where podcasts are. Good night and good karma. And remember to take life to the max. I put a spell on you Because you're mine You better stop the things you do I ain't lying No, I ain't lying I can't stand it You're running around I can't stand it The way you put me down I put a spell on you Yeah, cause you're mine 
I put a spell on you Because you're mine You better stop the thing you do Stop I ain't lying No, I ain't lying I said I love you I love you I love you anyhow I don't care if you don't want me yours right now I put a spell on you yeah cause you're